0: Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.
1: Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you.
0: Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to a very special edition of Histories of the Unexpected. It's me, James Daybell, here, and I am without Dr. Sam Willis, the famous historical adventurer, because in these difficult times we are social distancing from each other. We live in the same town, yet we are not allowed to be in the same place. And what we thought was that we would take this opportunity to do something very special. Everyone is in lockdown in the United Kingdom at the moment. Schools have closed. Parents aren't at work. Kids are at home. And the two of us thought that what we should do is give something back to all our listeners uh, who've been loyal for many, many years now. And what we wanted to do was to provide some homeschooling. Uh, for all of those kids who are at home uh, and not at school at the moment, and also to help out their teachers and parents. And this is an extraordinary time to be in. Um, we feel very importantly that we are in a position to be able to help out and offer things. Uh, you see on on YouTube Joe Wicks, uh, and he's getting everyone up in the morning and exercising their body. You see Jack Monroe, the fantastic uh, cook, uh Jack Monroe on Twitter feeding the nation think of this little strand of histories of the unexpected homeschooling as thought for the mind now where did this all come um well last week uh my parents um went into lockdown age 70 uh my kids uh were home from school and as a, as a historian, I'm a, I'm a professor, but I'm also the parent of an eight-year-old and ten-year-old girl, uh, both of whom are at home full-time now, and I'm getting involved in their homeschooling. And one of the first things that we did, the school was incredibly good, incredibly supportive, sent home all sorts of materials, and the girls... Took it upon themselves to set up their own timetables. They they drew a little grid and they've, they're they very sort of regular in how they're approaching their, their home learning uh, and they've set up sort of daily maths and daily English and then bits of science and games and music, reading at the end of the day, lots of art. Uh, one um, complaint I have of their uh, timetable is that it only has one little bit for history. Nonetheless it's very important that they feel Ownership for these things that they've set it all up, and I am there uh, to help uh, support it. And one of the things that I felt was that as a as a parent and as a history professor, um, I could help by offering some kind of sort of material uh, for during this period that people could use uh, either to entertain their children. Um, about history, or sort of resources that they could use, or for children themselves uh, to listen to the podcasts. And this is something that I'm gonna be doing. Sam is gonna be doing something slightly different. Sam is going to be doing something around the media. We are also going to continue doing our regular podcasts, but we felt that we should have two little strands that during this period gave people all sorts of tasters of history and to put it out there. And one of the things that really got me thinking about this was not only, you know, thinking about my own children's education, uh, but also that as a child, what really fired me about history. And I think this opportunity um, to be at home and to take part in our children's uh, education and learning enables us to really begin to think about how we excite them about history. And it was when I was a child that I first got interested in history, and I think there was one person more than any other who got me interested in history, and that was my grandfather. My grandfather was a a classicist. Um, He left university because the Second World War broke out, so I think he was in his second year. He didn't come back after the war because he had a family. Um, He took a war degree, but he was somebody who had a deep interest in not only ancient history, but also um, all sorts of history from all sorts of periods. And just talking to him about history was something that got me super interested about it. And I think I can remember back in great, great vividness, the museums that I went to. I lived in a place called Hornsey, which is very near uh, York and York was full of fantastic museums the castle museum the railway museum uh the the Jorvik Viking museum which as a child really you know excited me uh we were also not too far from Hadrian's Wall and my grandfather with his interest in ancient history used to send me weekly postcards um of from Hadrian's Wall to sort of excite my interest in Roman history. Uh, I had brilliant teachers at school uh, who also, you know, got me very excited uh, about history. Um, not so much into into history books at the time. Uh, I certainly remember TV shows when I was at primary school, things like how we used to live that got me really sort of fired up about history. And also I remember wonderful uh, history projects uh, that I did, in particular one about World War II which involved me interviewing my grandfather and that's something that I want, to, I want to come to in a little bit because I think a super project for kids um, during this time is to start doing an oral history of their own and interviewing their grandparents. I think this is great because it gets them interested in history, the kids themselves, but it also enables us to keep in touch with a very vulnerable generation who are going to be finding themselves on their own at the moment but I'll tell you a little bit more about that. I think one of the difficulties, to move on, one of the difficulties for us at the moment is that we are locked in and many of the ways in which we consume history tends to take us out of the home and it tends to take us to school of course and school is, is shut down and teachers are doing a brilliant job to get things online. Uh, My own children's school has been absolutely fantastic, Uh, they're using Google Classroom, there are resources daily, there's contact with teachers, uh, there was a video for parents last week to tell them exactly what was going to be happening, Uh, it's it's absolutely brilliant. Um, Other than that though, there isn't the sort of regular uh, face-to-face contact, um, the other place that children can get history from is museums and heritage sites. Now, of course, they are closed down as well. But what I want to talk about now is a range of resources that are available uh, for people uh, at this time. I mean, firstly, podcasts. And there are a plethora of podcasts out there, including uh, Sam and my Histories of the Unexpected. There are about 120 and counting episodes, and I think we are going to put a lot of material out there over the coming weeks and maybe months, Um, but there's lots of stuff uh, for you to consume. Um, If I were thinking about the age range of our podcast, I'd say sort of eight years and up, Um, so from about year three and up, although we may be doing some stuff that's suitable for younger kids. uh, I'm probably going to do something on the Great Fire of London the Great Fire of London I went into uh, my daughter's school when she was about six or seven and gave a fantastic class around this using a brilliant digital online reconstruction of 17th century London so the kids can actually see on the screen and view their way as if they're sort of Harry Potter like flying on a broomstick around the around the streets. Um, so podcasts are are available for you, and where I'll I'll do an episode on on podcasts uh, for you, so that you can navigate around there. But History Hit Dan Snow's History Hit is a great staple. Uh, if you're interested in art history, Nina Ramirez's Art Detective uh, is also brilliant. So podcasts are a good place to go. Uh, there's lots of freely available content. You may have adverts, uh, but nonetheless it's um it's it's good material that's there um the other thing that kids can't do number 2 is go to museums or heritage sites castles however there are brilliant websites that allow you to virtually tour around museums and often with these websites and of of museums and castles and heritage sites, places like uh, the Mary Rose, for example, you will often find brilliant worksheets designed for kids. So there are activities connected to the site. And I think that's something that you could you can all have a look at. If I were thinking about brilliant sites, um, have a look at Stockholm360.net and Versailles. And there is a 360 degree view of the Hall of Mirrors at the Palace of Versailles. If you click on it and go full screen, you're able to navigate your way around this. And I think it gives kids a real feel for things. Uh, If you go to the Mary Rose website, uh, it enables you to have a look at Tudor history. So you get a sort of potted Tudor history. You can look at society. You can look at all sorts of all sorts of, you know, daily life, all sorts of things like that. And there are, if you scroll through to things to make and do, there are all sorts of art activities and science activities, even knitting. You can make a little um, <laughs> a little statue of Henry VIII, uh, who looks very, very grim in this. Uh, and apparently he has a dog called Hatch uh, here. So there are all sorts of things that I think you can you can educate and also entertain uh, the kids and get their creative juices uh, flowing. Um, other great websites are BBC Bitesize, uh, which is brilliant. It's run by the BBC. They're trying to get all sorts of materials online. If you Google bbc.co.uk bite Size, there are a series of topics that you can look all through, all sorts of different periods. So if we have a look here, uh, British history, we've got prehistoric Roman Britain, Anglo Saxons, Vikings, Tudors and Stuarts, Georgians, Victorians, Edwardians, World War One, interwar years, World War II. There's also world history. Uh, so ancient Greece, Indus Valley, um, Maya civilization, there's Roman Empire, ancient Egypt. There are things on famous people, there are things on historical skills and understanding evidence. So there's all sorts of stuff there that will then link through. things on 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 probably bbc iplayer uh, that you can link through um one site that i was looking at uh earlier on and when i was just sort of doing a little bit of squirreling around on the internet for this one site that you should all check out is the historical association the wonderful historical association if you are not members of the historical association uh you should be Uh, And at this time, you know, supporting organisations like this, if you can afford it, is a really good thing. But the terrific people at the Historical Association have put online a load of free materials. There are schemes of work, all sorts of worksheets, all sorts of things um, that are freely available for teachers, pupils and for parents. So that it's all available free for you. There's stuff on the Shang dynasty, there's the Great Fire of London, Anglo-Saxons, Vikings, Scots settlement in Britain. They've also put a lot of their history podcasts online, so a whole range of subjects on Anglo-Saxons, ancient Greeks, uh, the Vikings, there's stuff on Elizabeth I, on George I and Second, and something on Roman Britain. And also they say Let us know what you need, whether you're a teacher, parent, member, or just enjoy using our website. We'd love to hear if there are any specific resources or support uh, that might help you further during this challenging period. Get in touch with them. These are terrific people, and they are providing this material absolutely free for you. Um, The other thing that I did with my kids... Um, is because I'm a historian and I love buying books and they have, any time they tell me what they're studying in history, a slew of books come through the post. So they've got quite a little history library, but one of the things, if you don't have a large library and libraries are locked down, the internet of course is very good, but those books that you do have, those books that have been given as presents over the years and that have been squirrelled away here, there and everywhere, one of the things I did was I got all the kids' books out and organised them in an interesting way so that they when they came home they were all there uh, for them to explore and just sort of you know and just sort of get a feel for and one of the things we're trying to do is to institute daily reading uh, difficult though that is uh, daily reading and having a range of interesting books that they can go to, so not just a, uh, a sort of fiction book, but an interesting book that they can go to, an interesting history book that they can go to, I think is a really good idea, and they certainly seem to have discovered things that I bought them and they've never actually looked at. Um, I will do a little thing on, on brilliant history books, um, but one of the things that I've really, really enjoyed uh, was Kate Pankhurst's Great Women Who Made History, which my daughters absolutely love. Absolutely love it. Um, and things like that, that they can sort of dip into, I think are really, really important. Um, and we will come, back, we will come to back to that in much more detail. Um, one of the things though, that I remember doing as a kid, as I said earlier, was I remember doing this brilliant project on World War II and I'd had to keep a world war II diary and I'd had to do a a project book that went in it but one of the things that I remember doing was interviewing my grandfather my grandfather who I mentioned earlier on who's a great historical inspiration for me fought during uh, the Second World War and one of the things that really brought the Second World War to life for me was interviewing my grandfather and at the end of it i had a this was a time pre uh pre um uh, mini discs and 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 pre um compact discs and that kind of thing um mp3 files and i had two cassettes two tapes and i built a special um little box uh that i put my diary in and i put my workbook in and then i put two um two tapes in there And it was his reminiscences of the war. And I think if you are looking for little projects to do with your kids, one of the things that you could do is get them interested in oral history. And of course, you know, kids with grandparents have a really valuable resource of oral history. And one of the things you might do is get your kids to get in touch with their grandparents, talk to their grandparents and interview them about their past. You know, uh, very few of them will have will have survived and and experienced uh, World War Two, although, you know, although there may be there may be some who remember it as as children. Um, But they will they will have experienced periods that children won't have experienced, they will have experienced what it was like for the first man on the moon. They will have experienced, uh, you know, all sorts of things, the coming of the Internet or times pre the sort of fast moving global society that we live in today. I also think this has a real social benefit. As I was saying earlier on, that at a time when people over 70 are self isolating, um, there's a danger that they can be very cut off from society. And so encouraging at Dr. Sam Willis. So get in touch with us. Um, In terms of what we were going to do next, I was thinking of maybe doing something, as I said, on the Great Fire of London and then do something on the Tudors. I'm going to do something on brilliant websites, brilliant podcasts. In other words, resources that are easily open to you all uh, at this very difficult time. And I think Sam and I will also be doing podcasts on the history of soap, the history of loneliness, because I think one of the things is that, you know, this is going to be a a lonely, strange time. So all of you uh, stay really well and, um, and hopefully speak to you soon. Okay, bye.